So you've heard somewhere online from some coach that in this market, you need to show up and serve your customers and not always be trying to sell to them. But it leaves you with a big old question. At what point do I get paid? Like, you may be good with it, but you're probably also asking, how does it transition? How the heck does this transition? Or am I just giving everything away for free forever in hopes that maybe someone will give me a dollar or two? Well, we got it. We get it. We've been through it. I'm Atiba and he is Dean and we are the growth engineers. And yeah, if that's a question you're having, you're in the right place because we're here to answer that question for you today and show you how your business can actually use service as a model to grow bigger, faster, and stronger than it ever has before. Dean, my friend, this is a topic that I know both of us relate to very, very much. Right. And I just had yesterday somebody asked me about this in terms of saying, hey, you know, they're new to business. And they said, hey, I just had this great call and the call went on for like an hour and a half and an hour and 45 minutes. It was supposed to be a 30 minute call. And I just gave all of this information away for free. And I don't know if it's going to turn into work. Is that what I should be doing? Is that what service is, is that what we're looking at? Just like giving everything away for free and just prostrating ourselves and say, take it all? <laughs> I would say yes, but, right? Yes, but. So this concept of serving, not selling, it's less about what you do and more about your mindset and approach. Mm. That's really what it is. So when we come into an opportunity to talk to a prospect, right? Yeah. We get that lead. The bell rings on the website. Okay, I get to talk to somebody. Somebody who's interested in my stuff. We immediately, it changes our energy. It changes our approach. And it really changes how we engage with the audience. So, yes, we've got to give away, we've all heard this, give away your best stuff for free to a point. Okay. To a point. So when you're with a client, I teach my clients especially those in professional services, consulting, agencies, that when they meet with the prospect, they need to experience what it's like to work with you. So if you're showing up with your sales hat on, that's probably not the same guy that shows up with your consultant's hat on when they buy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Because our goal, right, our expectation is different. So... We create this, and maybe I'm heading down a rabbit trail right off the bat here, Atiba. Let's go, let's let's go. When we're in sales mode, we subconsciously create a parent-child relationship with the prospect. Think about that. We're in a we-need-something-from-you mode. And so we actually put, many times, the prospect on a pedestal. They are the parent. Mm. We are the child. What do you need? Yes, I can do it. Will you work in the, please? It changes the power structure, right? But when we come in as an expert to provide value and serve, it's an even playing field. And sometimes, actually, we, we're on the pedestal because they put us there. Yeah. If they put us there, that's cool. But we don't, we're not going to put ourselves there. So it's about mindset and relationship development versus giving away free stuff and when can I close a deal? 
Right. That's, that's the piece that people don't think about. Yeah. So let's stay there on the pedestal and talk about that because, yes, you know, if they're on the pedestal, we're parent-child, I call it beggar. <laughs> You're literally <laughs> right, right. begging at that point, right? Yeah. Versus the flip side where it's even or they put you on the pedestal. But how do you get someone to put you on the pedestal through service? Because servants are subservient and beneath and below. I mean, isn't that what servant means? Doesn't servant mean to be below someone else? It, it, absolutely, if that's how you position it, right? So to be of service doesn't mean you are a servant, mm. right? To be of service is to give of value, right? To help somebody move down that path of growth, of experience, of achievement versus servant, which is just saying, what do you need? Okay, I'll go do that. Yeah. Right? So as a being of service, you're driving the relationship. So one of the best ways to be put on that pedestal, and honestly, that's not the goal, right? But we do want our prospect to see us as the expert because that's what they're looking for. They're helping, looking for that help, is asking the types of questions you ask. Structuring the types of questions you ask will change it from servant to service. So servant is what do you need? Tell me about your pain points. What keeps you up at night? All the generic sales questions that the buyer feels manipulated and won't respond. Mm -hmm. But when you ask an insightful question that positions you in a way that they see that you've done this before, you're in a position to be of service. So, for example, I'll give you an example. So I was on with a prospect the other day, and they're in the construction business. And construction marketing is this weird thing, right? They have business development. They have market. It's a whole thing, just like many industries. It's kind of niche. Mm -hmm. And so I was asking questions around how their pre-con and estimators impact their revenue cycle. Pretty specific question, right? Absolutely. And you can tell this person's like, this isn't just some schmuck selling me SEO services or sales training or whatever, right? He obviously knows the business. So immediately, my value changed. I went up a little, yes. one notch in the ladder. So insightful, knowledgeable questions can help you be in position to be of service. Yeah. You know, insightful, knowledgeable questions. I am on record <laughs> as saying that, you know, especially when in the realm of AI in the future, okay, that smart people are going to get smarter and dumb people are going to get dumber. And the difference is going to be those smart people learn to ask better questions, right? And that plays in AI, but it also plays here as well, right? In terms of the insightful questions that you ask. So I've also found that a lot of people have a problem with that. Talk to the person who is having a problem then, and maybe you've even seen this problem in a bunch of different ways. The biggest way I've seen it is with people who are in a place where they're very rote. I've got my list of questions and I'm gonna go down my list of questions. I'm gonna get your answers, appreciate your answers, but I get the sense that having an insightful question has more to do with the second question you ask in a sequence, not necessarily always the first one. True? Absolutely. So. If you're using more of a consultative, I would say older school consultative selling model, 
Find our episode on consultative selling versus collaborative selling. It will give you a whole bunch of insights there. So go check that out. But to your point, TBA, you ask that insightful question, then you can follow up with a question that positions a new idea. So for Mm -hmm. example, I asked this owner of this construction company, how does pre-con estimating fit into your revenue cycle? And he didn't really have a good answer. It was just struggling a little bit, hadn't thought about it in that way. I really gave him some ideas structured in the form of a question. Have you ever tried or have you ever thought about X? All of a sudden, they're getting value from the conversation. You're providing something of value, therefore being of service. And then they dig in, they lean in. And so what do we say at the beginning of the conversation? I want my clients to learn how to deliver value like they do when they're working with a client with a prospect. So the prospect experiences that. So as you can imagine, that CEO leaned in, physically leaned in, and he's learning from me after my first question. He's experiencing what it's like to work with me, and he's already eliminating anybody else that he's talked to about trying to solve this problem. That's being of service. You're giving, even if he never buys from me, he's come away with something of value. So let me posture this for you and see how you feel about this and what you think about this. Because I completely agree. It's about value. Understanding that being of service equals adding value to someone else's life. Okay? And adding someone else's value equals helping them go from point A to point B. And it could be a very small change, but you help them move ahead. You've illuminated something for them. Right? Mm -hmm. Does that change and delta have to do with your service directly? Many times, no. Many (laughs) times, no. So in my world, I get onto calls with business owners that are having all kinds of symptoms of restricting their business growth. They're struggling with revenue, lead gen, marketing, all the things that I kind of get involved with. And it's not their job. They're not the doctor, right? They know they've got a pain, but they don't know what's causing the pain. They just say, ouch, it hurts. But they try and self-diagnose, Yes. right, with limited knowledge and experience. But many times I can come in and I can be that doctor and I can help them diagnose. And it's like, you don't need me. You need content strategy. And you need to go talk to my friend Atiba who executes amazingly and does all of these amazing things. Yeah. I'm not the guy. Atiba's the guy. Did that prospect experience huge value? A thousand percent. Yep. Did I generate any revenue? No. And I'm cool with that because I'm there to deliver value. I know. So there are times where I could sell something to that prospect and generate some revenue, but it's not really what they need. It's not going to move them from point A to point B. Yes. So if you believe in true service and you're, I would say, either an ethical, you know, abundant-minded business owner, you're always happy to make that introduction where there's greater value. Yes. You know, and there's a term that we used to use years ago that I still love, and it's becoming a trusted agent of your client, right? Becoming that agent that your client says, I trust whatever you say. If you tell me I need to do X, that's what we're going to do because I know you have my best interest at heart. And oftentimes, 
in my experience and from what you're saying too, Dean, your experience as well, one of the best ways of becoming that trusted agent is by telling them, you don't need me right now. Or here's somebody else who can solve your problem. Yeah. Talk with them. Let me make this introduction for you because it shows them how much you truly, truly care about their success and not your bottom line. Yep. Yep. Right? Because yep. they don't care about your bottom line. No. Another way to look at this is if you are already engaged with that client, your revenue, your income, your contract is set. Whatever you do is not going to impact that. How would you behave when you saw a need somebody else could fulfill for that client? You wouldn't feel threatened. You wouldn't feel threatened. You'd be like, bring them in. We need to bring somebody else into support. That's the mindset you need to have, whether they're a client or not. Yes. Absolutely. And that is service. It is. So that's very much from our side, right? As the service provider, the thought leader, that's our side. I think the other side of this is the prospect's perspective, the prospect's needs and wants. Okay. Serve versus sell. Mm -hmm. Our role as sellers has changed. And again, check out the other video because we talk a lot about this. But what they need from us has changed. It's changed. They don't want to be asked these sort of leading questions so we can scope something out and sell it to them. They want to truly solve a problem. Yes. And so they've already self-diagnosed. They've done the research. They've talked to – they're much further into their decision-making process before they talk to us anyway. And so the old approach to sell, not serve, or sell and serve after you've closed becomes this – you know, you get two magnets, and they're flipped the right way around. They come together. When you flip them around, what do they do? They push apart. Right. That's what happens when you only serve after you sell. You'll actually push away your prospects. But if you want yeah. to be more magnetic, you come in with a service mindset. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk, and we've talked theory thus far. And I'm going to ask you the almost impossible question to answer. But, you know, you're Dean, so there it is, <laughs> right? Practically, how do we get there? How do we get there? Again, if you go into the conversation with a genuine open mind and open heart, that's the biggest step. And not worry about the revenue, not worry about the closing the deal. And it's hard to do that, right? We're business owners. We're not in business to lose money. We're in business to make money. Mm -hmm. But you have to separate actions and outcomes. Think about that. Mm -hmm. We have actions. We do certain things to try and drive certain outcomes. Mm -hmm. Well, if the outcome is to generate revenue from you, it changes my actions. If the outcome is to truly be of service and of value, it changes my actions. So think about that's the place to start. And if you're yeah. not comfortable with it, it's not going to work. So the second actionable thing you can do is think about the questions, those thoughtful, yeah. insightful questions before you go into the call. Now, you can have a list of 50 questions or a list of five questions. I don't care. They're never going to be the perfect question for the conversation, but it's your prompts to guide the conversation. So I knew, again, I'll go back to the real example, CEO, construction company, I knew he had a problem with revenue. Yep. 
So that was my mindset. What are the kinds of things I can ask? What are the things I can do to probe, to really guide? And what have I seen that's worked with other clients that I can share willingly? So go in prepared. Yes. Right? I see people in two ends of the spectrum. I've done this for so long, I'll just wing it. Right? Or the, I'm going to script every single word, every single question, and every single response before I go in. Life is somewhere in the middle there, right? Don't you think? I mean, like, Absolutely. So being prepared doesn't actually limit your ability to have a good conversation. It actually frees you up. Yeah, I agree. And if I could, I'll add a third piece in there. Okay. And maybe this helps. And you tell me how you feel about this. If you stop and think about your clients and the conversations that you've had, you'll start to also notice patterns. Okay. So there are patterns in after I've started working with you, I realize I wish you knew this before. Mm-hmm. Or I wish you had this solved before we started working together. Okay. Or you had this set up, which would make my life easier to serve you better on the back end so that you have better results. Okay. That's one side. Then there's the front side of they're coming in and there may be misunderstandings that they have and there are groupings of those. Okay. Themes behind those. Yeah. In that preparation. Be prepared to know which ones of those exist. In Dean's case, it was revenue. And okay, we could have dug a little bit deeper there as well. But once you have those ideologies or ideas of here are the major categories. Now, as we start to ask questions, it becomes obvious to you which ones they're struggling with. And sometimes it is, okay, look, you know, so full transparency for me it's offer strategy. I know that a lot of the people that I work with, in order for us to have a really productive time together, your offer strategy needs to be dialed in. I don't do offer strategy. I don't offer, I know offer strategy. And so that's one of the things that I give. I teach a little bit of offer strategy and then refer them to someone else who can actually create their offer strategy so that when we work together, we can be more productive. Yeah, that's a great example. In our world, it's market research, right? Client feedback, win-loss analysis, competitive analysis. We'll do that in a sort of light format. But Mm -hmm. how do you build a business growth strategy, a sales strategy, a marketing strategy without that data? It's You're guessing. And so we have some amazing partners that we'll bring in to do that work. I could sell that. I could sell that and we could do it, but are we really delivering the best value and the best experience for the client for that particular expertise? No. So yeah, again, it's not about the money grab. I would add the last sort of bonus topic or a bonus concept around this is it all comes back around, right? One way or the other, I believe it all comes back around. So whether if I referred you to a partner that could better serve you, whether you're going to pay me down the road or that partner refers me or I don't care. I know it all comes back around. Exactly. And if you truly believe that, then it becomes easier to just continue to add value and be of service. Yes, Yes. absolutely. So Dean, I feel like we've given the audience quite a bit here on this, right? And 
I'd like to say to the audience, this may be a new, strange, weird concept to you. And it's not one that you're going to sit down today, think about it, figure it out, and tomorrow you're perfect. This is a living, breathing as you go and grow and get better and better and better and better at. And we would love to hear about that journey. We would absolutely love to hear about that journey. That's what the comment section is down below. Let us know. Reach out to us. Let us know. Leave us a comment about where you are right now and trying to figure out, hey, how do I serve, not sell? How do I give, not just be worried about taking? And creating those relationships with our clients where we become that trusted agent, that company that they know has their best interest at heart. Leave us a comment down below. We want to hear from you. But until the next time, y'all have a great day. We'll see you soon. See you next time.